A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. to another episode of scary it has been a little while as i'm sure you're aware but we are now back in action i hope you all had a lovely christmas and new year and what better way to start january by getting back into some scary episodes but before we do i want to say a big thank you and shout out to some new patreon subscribers and they are clara kingston emma dornell helen white charlie nikki smith andrea carpenter gail jones brenda hamade terry nula flanagan cindy luhu and john bone jones jennifer ewing emma cope pps 23 lindsay loisel sarah rhodes colm Keane, and pauline seawards i'm pretty sure i have mispronounced a few names there um so sorry about that if i have not called out your name and you are a patreon subscriber of the tip jar tier or the secret tapes tier please let me know and i'll make sure to give you a shout out on the next episode also if this is something you're interested in you can find the link to the show's patreon in this episode's show notes where for five dollars a month you'll get access to exclusive patreon only episodes thank you so much for all your support but now let's get into this week's encounter my paranormal experience happened back in 1998 at the time i was 22 and living in our old family house Our old house was just before this really tricky bend. It was surrounded by loads of trees and there was a few kind of houses here and there. The area wasn't busy, it was rural. One night in October, the weather was fairly typical. It had been drizzling for most of the day and I remember there wasn't much wind and it had created this eerie atmosphere. Do you know the type of atmosphere where the air just seems a bit thicker and every little sound is magnified? 
like the rustling of a leaf or a distant bark of a dog. So I've always been an incredibly light sleeper. Like if I heard a car passing at speed in the middle of the night or a dog barking in the distance, I'd be wide awake. It meant that sometimes I'd have to take sleeping tablets just so I would be conked out. That particular night in October, I remember I was having a bit of trouble getting asleep. And just as I drifted off, I heard this loud crash and it jolted me up like an alarm clock by your ear. But weirdly, this wasn't new, given the Ben's reputation. About five months leading up to this, there had been four crashes, all at night. Each one jarring, but thankfully not deadly. My bedroom window gave me this bird's eye view of the road up ahead where the where the bend was. Usually you'd see red lights or headlights shining into a ditch, static on the road. But this time, when I peered out the window, expecting the usual chaos of flashing lights or twisted metal, there was nothing. Just a dark, quiet road. It was a bit surreal, like hearing a ghostly echo of all those past events, but there didn't seem to be anything there. So, after hearing that crash, my first thought is someone might be hurt, right? I threw on some clothes and rushed outside, and just as I reached the edge of the road, a car passed by heading in the direction of the bend, and I watched its headlights light up the road in front of it, expecting to see some sort of twisted metal or crashed car at the end of it. And I waited and waited, and the car just drove on by. Then I realised I didn't have a flashlight and I'd be practically invisible if I went looking out on the road. We had this really heavy-duty flashlight, gave off a beam like from a lighthouse. But when I went to go look for it, it wasn't where it usually was. So it took me a while searching around before I finally was able to locate it. I remember being really frustrated because, you know, somebody could be really hurt here and I'm wasting time looking for a flash lamp, but I knew I needed it. And just as I got everything together and was about to make my way outside, there was a knock at the door. This had happened before with previous crashes on the bend, and you didn't really know what you were going to be greeted with. Somebody that was pretty cut up, but was able to make their way down to a house for looking for help or somebody who had happened on the crash and were looking for somebody to come help them. I remember opening the door and there was this girl standing there. She looked like she was probably in her early 20s, maybe a little bit younger. And she was surprisingly drenched from the rain. Like more soaked than she should have been. It was only drizzling. And the bend isn't that far of a walk from our house. Her 
clothes were pretty tattered and there was a few blood stains. I remember her hair sticking to her face and partially covering one side of it. She looked completely dazed, she couldn't even speak. She was there but not really there. She's clearly in shock. I invite her in, trying to be as gentle as possible. I'm like, hey, it's okay, you're safe here. She barely nods, still in this daze, almost trance-like state. Total deer caught in the headlights. I remember asking her, is she okay? Is she, where is she hurt? And she kind of is pointing to a few places. But I, I knew we needed to call somebody, emergency services. I grabbed her house phone straight away and called 999. Told the operator what happened. I had the girl had been in a car crash. She was in pretty bad shock or so I thought. As I'm on the phone talking to the operator, I could see that she was trying to tell me something but her body wasn't letting her speak. I remember telling the operator to hold on one moment that she was trying to tell me something. And eventually she started saying, my brother, my brother's in the car, my brother, he needs help, he, my brother. And then it kind of hit me that there's somebody else trapped in a car somewhere that I needed to go and try and find where they were. So I told the operator that I believed there was somebody else hurt or injured in the car. They told me just to make sure to keep her warm and if there was somebody else there in the house that they were to stay with her. I got off the phone and remember thinking, how the hell has my dad slept through all this? He was like me, light sleeper. He would have heard the voices. I wasn't exactly being quiet downstairs. I grabbed her blanket, went up to my dad's bedroom, knocked on the door, woke him up and kind of relayed everything that happened and told him that I was going up to the bend to see if there was a car up there or if I could see anything. He was rubbing his eyes and kind of come together and I... I told him to go downstairs and stay with the girl until help arrived. And I just ran out of the house with the flash lamp just to see if I could find her brother in the car. Thankfully the road was really, really quiet. I remember looking along the hedgerows just to see if I could see if a car had gone in over into a field or something. Their car had completely flipped somehow over this hedgerow didn't really do much damage to the hedge itself so you wouldn't even know a car was at the other side of it it was really weird I managed to climb over the hedge and get to the car in the driver's seat was this guy who was moaning a little bit I presume trying to ask for help or shout for help but he was really pretty badly injured the whole car was completely upside down. I just told him to hang on and told him that help had been called and that they should be here soon. I didn't really want to move him in case he was, you know, seriously injured and then if I moved him, it could be more damage done. So I just tried to comfort him 
The other side of the car was pretty, pretty badly damaged. As I was staying with the guy, just kind of comfort him. I then realised that I could see an arm. I thought that he had been in the car and that the girl had gotten out and, and come down to the house to get me. I didn't think there was another person there. Then I saw the light of a flashlight moving, coming closer. And when I looked out, it was my dad. He was asking me, what's going on? What's what's happening? So I was telling him about the guy in the car and that I think there's another person there. They're pretty badly injured and that emergency services should be here pretty soon. You could see the lights flashing in the distance, so I knew they weren't too far away. I said to my dad, is the girl okay? Maybe maybe one of us should stay with her. And then he said to me, I couldn't find her. I thought she was with you. Where is this girl? We had this kind of back and forth and I kind of was arguing with him, saying he should have stayed with her. And he was like, there was no girl, there was no girl there. And so I decided to run back down the road and go back to the house and see was she okay or was she after going into a room or was she still in shock or so I ran back down the road back into the house checked around everywhere couldn't find anybody couldn't find her anywhere was really concerned because she was in a pretty bad way I went inside every single room in her house looked outside there was nowhere really for her to go outside there was one shed looked in that there was nobody in there just the usual stuff that we keep besides that we live in the countryside there's there's nowhere to nowhere to go by now the emergency services had passed by our house and I knew they were up at the up at the bend with my dad and, and the guy and other person in the car and then some police came along. I headed back up to them to, to let them know that there is a girl who who's in possible shock and I couldn't find her. And when I got there, they were trying to get the guy out of the car. And then they said that there was, there was a girl in the car as well with him. One of the police officers came with me so we could try and search for this other girl. And like that, we looked everywhere for quite some time and couldn't find couldn't find her anywhere. We could hear them shouting a little bit further up. And when we went back up to rejoin them, they had managed to get the guy out of the car. He was being taken off in an ambulance. The car was a complete wreck. And they were working to try and get the other girl out of, out of the car. I had never seen something like this before. 
part of you felt like you shouldn't be watching them and I knew that this girl was seriously injured but I couldn't I couldn't look away either could my dad you, you feel so helpless like you can't actually help them they're the professionals and you're just standing there with a flashlight in your hand eventually they cut away a part of the car and that's when I saw the girl's face and it was the girl who had arrived at our house her hair was placed the exact same way it was when she called the door same clothes she was completely motionless and I was dealing with the fact that how could she have gotten out of the car to the house and then back into the car why would she get back into the car that's all I kept on thinking and then I found myself saying that out loud and saying it to my dad why did she get back in the car how did she get in the car saying it now it makes no sense and it sounds crazy my dad my dad didn't know what the hell I was talking about he was he was like what he what girl the other girl which one he was I was just making him way more confused than he needed to be and then everything just kind of fell in line and then I found myself telling the police officers that that was the girl that was in the house and that they needed to stop looking because that was her and they just thought I was absolutely crazy one of them wanted to know if I had been drinking or if I took anything when they started asking me questions like that I kind of came to my senses and shut up because I realised how crazy I must have sounded unfortunately that girl passed away and her brother survived and I think about the whole thing often it took me years to come to terms with the fact that I had saw some sort of projection of this girl she had come to tell me to save her brother basically because there was no way anyone was going to find their car until daylight and if she hadn't appeared at the door like she did and I know she did then I would have probably put the whole thing down as some sort of phantom sound that I heard as I was drifting off to sleep I never spoke about the the girl again with my dad and he never brought it up I got the impression that he probably thought that I was imagining things or shocked by the whole accident or something I told a few friends who probably didn't believe me. I still think about the girl fairly regularly. I can still see her face and what she looked like. And I've never, I've never had any other weird paranormal thing happen to me ever since.
but I'm 100% a believer, especially after that. Thank you to Jacob for sending in his paranormal encounter. If you have your own paranormal encounter that you'd like me to narrate on the show, you can send your encounter to scaryaparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. There is quite a few at the moment, so it will take a little while to get through, but please do send them in and I'll be sure to get around to them. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you hit that follow button or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss an episode. And also you can find me on Instagram at Scary Paranormal Podcast. The link is in this episode show notes. Also, if you could find it in your heart to give a rating or a review to the show, that would be absolutely amazing. It just helps the show get seen. And, and other than that, please tell a friend. Have a great week for Patreon subscribers. You will be getting a new episode this week. So stay tuned for that. And join me next week for another episode of scary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.